people have said it for years. Bailey, you have a black cloud hanging over you all the time. Now, there's a podcast to hear those dumbass stories of misery and triumph. Welcome to Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. This podcast, Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast, is really all about this black cloud that has followed me my entire life. The issues that I always have and possibly those that you can relate to. Now, if it's something that you need serious professional help, I'm going to send you to my buddy, Dr. David Markwell, PhD in Ridgeline Counseling. If you're anywhere in the state of Georgia, he's got three different locations, right? In East Cobb, Marietta, near the square, and McKaysville, which is right outside of Blue Ridge in North Georgia. But he does the virtual sessions, so you can get a hold of Dr. David Markwell at any point in time. I don't care where you're at. Reach out to him at markwelltherapy.com. I've known David for a very long time. He's a great guy. He's not your stereotypical, you-know-what, shrink type of guy. This dude really cares, and he knows his stuff, and he can help you out. He can do wonders, right? So uh, there are 10 therapists who work at Ridgeline Counseling. They can assist with a wide variety of behavioral uh, health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, uh, trauma, substance abuse, just you name it, you got an issue. You know, look, you got to talk to somebody, right? You can talk to me if you want, but why don't you go to a pro like Dr. David Markwell, PhD in Ridgeline Counseling? You know, this day and age, it's not keeping it a secret anymore. You need to tell somebody so you can get the help that you need. Like I said, they offer personal and virtual sessions. Dr. David Markwell is here in Georgia, but he's got the virtual session, so he can help you out anywhere. MarkwellTherapy.com and Dr. David Markwell, we thank you for sponsoring Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. You want to keep those looky-loos out of your face when you're driving down the road or even in your house or just want to block the sun. If you're in the Atlanta area, Top Hat Window Tinting, uh, they're remarkable. I got to tell you, I not only used them for my daughter's new car, she turned 16, right? But also for my man room, uh, because during football season, that uh, four o'clock game, man, that sun sets right in the perfect position to drive me absolutely nuts. So I needed a nice dark tint, and they did a fantastic job. Uh, I mean, real pros, these guys, at Top Hat Window Tinting. So two front doors starting at 125 if you're doing it for your car. Full vehicle starting at 275 You're going to add style and privacy while reducing heat, as well as 99% of ultraviolet rays. Mobile services available. That's what they did. They just rolled right up to my house and did it. Residential and commercial uh, free in-home consultations. That's where it all started with Top Hat Window Tinting. Actually, I found them on the Instagram, right? Uh, again, if you're in the Atlanta area, tophattent.com, 678-761-2360. When you call them, you say that you heard it on Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast and you want to get your stuff tinted, and they'll take good care of you. Again, tophattent.com, and we appreciate them sponsoring Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. Of course, as soon as we start, my cell phone rings. That's another black cloud in itself, this fantasy football draft that I have coming up. It's a headache. Yeah. This is the one that I go back to Florida. Same guys, for the most part, that I've been doing it with for about 20 years plus. Mm -hmm. But uh, last year, I didn't go back for obvious reasons because of the pandemic. And then this year, I'm not going back by... By choice, because they're they're race fans, you know, not like 
black white, but like vroom, vroom, like yeah. NASCAR. Yeah. And there's some race, some NASCAR race that uh, used to be on a certain day, but no longer is on that day. So now it's on the day we do the draft. So they all go to like New Smyrna Beach or Daytona. I don't know what I don't know what it is, and I don't care to know what it is. It just doesn't sound fun to me. I'm not a NASCAR fan. And, uh, and, and like before I would fly down and, you know, we might bring my wife with me, which I enjoy spending time with her. And Rach and I would go to the hard rock in Tampa and we would stay there. I do social media for them for a couple of days. Cause I've got a, a working a business and personal relationship with them. And, uh, and then, you know, I do the draft, have a great time with the fellas. And then we'd go and gamble. And even if they didn't want to go and gamble, which some of them didn't, like it's weird, dude. Have you ever, Nate? Have you ever gone, uh, like, and hung out with an old friend or friends at one time, and realized how controlling their significant others are versus our wives? Yeah, totally. Isn't that fucking crazy? Mm-hmm. How bad marriages are. Like we've got it great. We've got some badass wives. Like that don't get on our case about shit. At least I don't think Alexis does to you. No. I know Rach doesn't do that about me. Yeah. I think it's because we found them later in life. We've already figured out what we wanted. A lot of people get married in their 20s and have kids right away and then realize, oh, we don't really have anything in common anymore. Well, I don't know about that because I know people that are on their second marriages and they treat it like their first, like they're always every day trying to impress their wife. It's like that old school mentality you know, where it's like, don't tell the old ball and chain. It, like, ball and chain. I like to do everything with my wife. And I'm not just bullshitting just because she might hear this. I really enjoy my wife's company. Yeah. I don't want to do things without my wife. I mean, I go play tennis without her because she's not good at tennis. Uh, but, you know, we go and gamble. When we drink, we do the hot tub. We, we grill. We eat. We hang out. We watch movies. I like spending time with my wife more than anybody else. No offense. No. You know, but these people, uh, like some of my friends and their wives, like, God, I was lucky to get out of the house for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck kind of life do you live? I have a friend that he can never hang out because if his wife is working, he's not allowed to hang out. And I'm like, well, hold on, say that again. Like she's working and I'll ask him to hang out and he can't because he wants, I guess, you know, he wants to hang out with her also, but he won't hang out without her and she won't let him yeah i think that she won't let him has he cheated on her before no i just think it's that's weird yeah i don't know why yeah it's just yeah it's strange because it's not like you're going to you know hey you know let's uh let's hit up the whorehouse again yeah you know or, hey you know the meth house that we always hang out at <laughs> that's where we're gonna i'm gonna go with nate to the meth whorehouse this week yeah <laughs> not happening <laughs> is it okay while i go uh while you're at work uh, for summer camp of uh, kids with disabilities? <laughs> <laughs> no. That I can understand, but you're going to probably, what, a brewery? Yeah. Yeah, have whatever. a couple beers. You're not getting trashed. You're just having some sips. Yeah. It's fucking weird. It's so fucking weird. Anyway, this, this one's going to be a mess because I'm not going down because of that. I'm not going to fly down for a weekend. And by the way, this is not my black cloud story, <laughs> but I'm not going to fly down for a weekend. Um, Drive drive to New Smyrna, because I don't think I can fly into that, nor would I want to, because it'd be a small plane that scares me. Do a draft for a couple hours. Great to see the fellas. That's the highlight. Used to be the my most favorite weekend of the year until they fucked it up. Uh, and then go to a, a NASCAR race, which I have no interest in, and drink beer at a NASCAR race, then drive back and then get on a... Like, 
that to me doesn't sound fun. Like it's got to be fun for me and I'm going out of my way. I'm the one spending money and I have every year since I've lived in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So this is like almost going on for 10 years. You would think that they would throw me a bone. Yeah. Come up here. Maybe kind of makes me mad a little bit, but you're also doing it to hang out with your friends. It's not just about what you're doing. So sometimes you got to get out and do something that you're not super interested in. So you can go hang out with them. I agree. And you should tell them that. <laughs> Because I don't want to go to the NASCAR race. They, you, you should. I agree with you wholeheartedly. You should have a conversation with them. Say, sometimes you just got to do something that you don't want to do, and hang out with your friends. Like you know, go to the casino versus go to the NASCAR race. You're right, hundred percent. Maybe do the NASCAR race this year, casino next year. No, I don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, are you still going to do this podcast when you're in Mexico? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can. Is it, is it a time difference, though? No, it's the same. Uh, they're on Eastern time zone. Are they really? Mm-hmm. I think it's just they don't uh, recognize daylight savings time, so I think then half the year I'll be on a, an hour behind or ahead or whatever. Well, and since well, we haven't talked about this on the radio show yet, but uh, you know, it's it's now confirmed that you'll no longer be on the, on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is another story in itself. Yeah. That's an episode in itself. Yeah, uh, it's it's a thing, ladies and gentlemen. It's a thing. But the uh, powers that be decided that it's not going to be able to work um, the legally. I guess that's what they said. Yeah, because you're working in Mexico. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. But um, but you you're moving to Mexico with your wife. You made a decision. You're 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 doing. You're, you're living the dream. Mm-hmm. And I told you, I was like, don't sweat it, dude. The door is always going to be open on the radio show, as long as I'm there. Who knows how long I'll be there? But as long as I'm there, the door will always be open. I'll, I'll find a way. I told you that five years before I got you hired. Yeah. As I said, hey, look, one day I'm going to hire you, and I I stayed to my word. Yeah. And I'm going to say the same thing to you now. And so, uh, you know, you're going to go live the dream, you know, fuck radio. It doesn't matter. You know, uh, we're missing out. I can tell you that right now. So I got to find you a, a replacement. So, but that means if you're still going to do the podcast, we probably have to get more sponsors. Yeah, probably. This needs to turn into a fund Nate <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <I> like it. <laughs> <laughs> so originally kind of with like the new format of the podcast where we're, you know, we now have sponsors with Top Hat Tent and Dr. David Markwell that you'd hear in, you know, throughout the show, however it's, it's put in now um, we need more. And originally I was just going to do maybe like nine tops, but I think in order to fund Nate living in Mexico, we should probably reach for about 20. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we start one of those um, Patreon things. Patreon. Th- yeah. We're, we're going to have to do something because you're not going to have shit for money. Uh, for a minute while you're down there and and hopefully the 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 people that listen to this which we're growing every week on these episodes it's awesome the reviews are great the the downloads every week we're getting either 200 300 400 more which is awesome so i'm sure if everybody chips in a dollar you know a couple hundred bucks here a couple hundred bucks there yeah that'll help you out yeah that'd be great all right you, you put that up next week's episode we'll launch it It'll be called the, uh, well, it'll still be called Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast, but we have to have a, a funding section. Right. You know, I, I, so I don't know how you want to do it, but it's the Fund Nate 
All the proceeds will go to Nate and his wife as they go to Mexico. <laughs> okay, I like it. <laughs> we'll see if it works. Yeah, I you. think you actually might get a few dollars. Um, and I won't take a dime, all right? This will be oh, all your you. money. I'll just... Tell my stories and you can profit. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, motherfuckers, don't think I'm rich. I'm just trying to be nice and help Nate out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to slide the kid a twenty every now and again, the kid's going to take a twenty every now and again. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, okay, so we can do that. So I'm going. This will be my philanthropy for this year. I'm going to work. I'm going to do this podcast one because I really thoroughly enjoy it. And two, to put money in your pocket. That's the least I can do since I couldn't save your job at the radio station. <laughs> this you. is my goal in life right now. Thank you. All right. Or I can give you a percentage of my court caddy, which is blowing up. Yeah, it How is. about that? Yeah. Dude, last week at the tennis tournament, man, uh, we had a booth there. You know, so this invention that I made uh, for tennis, if you go to mycourtcaddy.com, you can see it. But, you know, the idea was for the third tennis ball. It's got a hook for your towel and your water bottle and stuff. And, you know, for tennis players, during the pandemic, everybody spread out. We used to congregate, like, right in the middle on the bench, and everybody throw their shit on each other, uh, each other's shit, you know, just kind of pile it up. But now everybody's so segregated, and, uh, you know, you got bags hanging on here and water bottles hanging here. This is like the home base for your stuff. And, you know, the new tagline is, you hold serve, we'll hold everything else. Ooh, isn't that good? I like it. That's really good. So it was big, man. We had all these people sign up uh, on mycourtcaddy.com. We gave one away. They used them on the courts. You know, like uh, the professional players were using it. Nick Curious was putting his towel on it. John Isner was putting his towel on it. It was really neat. And people loved the idea. It was great feedback. We got some orders. Uh, when my business partner gets back into town, we go into mass production uh, so we got to figure that out. So we'll have them in house. I mean, like I've got all these meetings lined up this week with people that want to put place bulk orders. So awesome. I can give you like 1% possibly of my core caddy. Okay. And that could fund you in Mexico. Yeah. Let's start with the podcast. See how much money you get there. And by the way, I'm not making any money yet on the invention. Yeah. So let's, let's start <laughs> yeah. with the podcast. Yeah, let's there. Wait. <laughs> so the black cloud story for this week is, uh, is, 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 based off of the tennis tournament. Now, this tennis tournament, I've been hosting it for, I guess, five or six years now. And I'm the MC, and, you know, I go out, and it's a lot of fun because I like tennis, and I like the guys that I work with, uh, everybody from the tournament director to the production people. There's just a really good group of people. And, and I like being, you know, in radio, years ago, I would do what we call gigs, and I'd go out all the time, and I really liked to do it, and you go to the bars and do this sort of stuff. But as I got older and it became more of a headache than anything else because of, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You got to deal. Salesperson drops the ball. The owner's not there. They don't know why. You're, I mean, I've shown up. I've shown up to gigs before. They didn't even know I was showing up. And you stand outside for two hours. Yeah, you get paid, but you don't have shit to give away. You have maybe one person that stops by and they don't even know who the fuck you are. It's just some homeless person that wants a, a, a t-shirt. Yeah. You know, so it's like it, it kind of waters down everything of what you need to be doing to promote the brand, your brand, the the client's brand, the station's brand. It's just the the idea of the gig has, has really deteriorated over the years. So I don't like doing them uh, unless there's a purpose to do them. This is different because I got a couple thousand people to entertain and I, they let me improv and walk around and do that kind of fun stuff. So again, I really enjoy doing that this year. I quit in the middle of one of the shows. So there's like two shows every day. There's, or sessions, there's a day session and a night session, but they're shows, you know, we run a show. 
uh, like a TV show would run because we were on TV. We're on t- uh, TV channel yeah, or tennis channel. Excuse me. So they hired this guy. Well, it, it started off rough anyway, because this is another issue that they, because of budget reasons and people not understanding that certain people need to be in the right positions. They put kids in positions of high stress. Uh, you have to be knowledgeable of what's going on. It's kind of a guy's room, kind of a locker room mentality, but it's, you know, it's happening fast. You're going to hear fuck shit, motherfucker. What the fuck are you doing? How did you fuck up? You know, you're going to hear that. Yeah. Right. That's in my opinion, the real world. Right? I know a lot of people are going to disagree. Well, you shouldn't talk like that to anybody. Well, you know, like it's just, that's just, it's a thing, right? Yeah. Um, you get a kid, you put them in that position. It's not going to work out. So there was a couple instances, uh, issues early in the week with these two young people that were working with us. One got mad at me unknowingly because I accidentally called her the wrong name. She, I know, really. She was out throwing out T-shirts or giving away tickets or something. And my, like literally my mind went blank. I, it very, I mean, you worked with me for a long time. Very rarely does that happen. But yeah. I was so tired. I'm up at 3.30 going to bed at 1. Yeah. We get like two hours sleep a day. And like, I just, I just, I called her by the wrong name and everybody thought it was funny, but they were goofing on me, but she comes back because she's a kid and she's like, uh, she thinks that she's a celebrity or something because she's in a crowd and people were calling her a different name. And I didn't know she was upset about it. I thought she realized it was a fuck up. Yeah. So I did it again because, you know, as in radio, when you have an intern or a bit or something, it's, it's funny, right? Yeah. So I think I called her Trixie next time. People are calling her Trixie. She got pissed off at that. And then I just called her Cindy May. And then she got really pissed off. Then she tells the the boss, and the boss sends me this, this text like, it's very unprofessional. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Who are you people? So that was one of the issues. Then this other girl, like, got into it with somebody else in the product. I didn't even know what was going on. She had a pro- know it all. She'd never done it before. She ends up complaining and uh, then she walks, right? So she just doesn't even show up. So that just shows the work ethic yeah. of the 19-year-old. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we're past that. Then they bring in this new guy who's like a upper upper tier dude. He's like a like a, an executive. And supposedly he's got this long background in television and production and he's worked with all these big name organizations up in the Northeast. He's this little Italian dude, you know, your typical stereotypical Italian dude, you know, but he's kind of on the wussy end of it where because he's Italian, he thinks he's a tough guy, but you know, he's not really a tough guy, but he's from Philly. So he thinks he's a tough guy. Of course, there's somewhere in his lineage that he's related to like Sam the bull or something. And he's got to say, yeah, you know, I know a little something about that. You know, that guy, right? Yeah. Well, nobody knows what the fuck he's doing there. At first, I didn't know who he was, and he was sitting in my seat. This was like day one, and I kind of slapped him on the shoulder just like a fellow would do. And I said, hey, man, let me grab this seat for me because my laptop was there, and it had to do work. Yeah. So I think that pissed him off. But I didn't know. I wasn't trying to be rude. I was yeah. just, you know, hey, fellow, what's up? He was you in know, the way. Get up. Right. Um, so uh, as the week progressed, then we needed new people for the role because the other girl quit. So he, like, flies his nieces in. One's 18 and one's 14. And very sweet kids, very, very sweet kids, two girls, very nice, but they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They had no idea what the fuck was going on. And I'm listening to their uncle explain what to do in this crash course on how to do production, television production, 
when they didn't need to know any of it because it's not that difficult. It really wasn't that difficult. Yeah. It's literally listen for the cue, point a finger at Jason, and not even say it, but just go. <laughs> go. That's yeah. all you have to do and follow me around and keep me on time. All you have to do. So one of the nights, um, and by the middle of the week, everybody's on tilt. Right. Everybody's just not cranky. getting cranky, not getting sleep, just trying to get through the week. Uh, it's very stressful and you just have to keep your cool. And I try to keep my cool. But one thing I don't like to be, you know, I don't mind you telling me what to do if it's in the best interest of the show. Right. And, and you can even yell at me if you want. I, I don't care because in that environment, I don't mind. You know, like the production guy would yell at me all the time. He's like, dude, what are you doing? You got to get here. You got to do this. Oh, dude, my bad. I'm sorry. If you're right, you're right. Right. And I know you're not yelling to be malicious. It's not personal. It's business. But when you're yelling to be a dick and and you're doing it on a power trip, that's when I have a problem. And that's one of the issues, you know, like when we see stuff in the news is like, who's right, who's wrong. You kind of have to break it down and it's all case by case. Like, why did this happen? And yes, it's the same exact story as this story. But, you know, this person was wrong in this story versus this story because that happened in this story versus that story. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, so this we're about to start the show. I forget what night it was. It was in the middle of the week. We're about to start the show. It's a night session. And um, there was like a, a holdup with the players coming out, the intro. And so we do what's called a walk and talk where they allow me to go around and jerk the crowd a little bit. You know, like five, six, seven minutes, you know, not really stand-up comedy, but you know, it's stand-up comedy. You go yeah. around, hey, how you doing? Are you talking? You know, this kind of, and I love doing that stuff. So prior to that, I guess he had put a headset on. And when I was doing that prior to that on the earlier session, he was in his niece, who is my now producer's ear, saying, tell him to, <laughs> tell him to have those kids do a dance party. <laughs> I didn't know that came from him. I assumed it did. What a dumb fucking idea. You don't tell a crowd of kids to do a dance party. (laughs) Just saying dance party sounds stupid. Yeah. You know, he's the same type of guy that uses words like shout out. (laughs) You know, like get with the fucking times, dude. Nobody's doing shout outs. Nobody's having a pop-up dance party. You know, just what the fuck, man? What are you talking about? don't, Don't ask. One, don't ask me to do it. But sure the fuck don't tell me to do it. No. Um, it's just not going to happen. So this is when everything hit the fan is that I'm walking and he's on the other side of the court and his niece is, I'm I'm talking to listeners from the show, Mm -hmm. which made things even worse and really set me off. And it's a packed house, you know? So I think we're like in the quarterfinals. So, you know, it was good crowd. And, um, and he, and she's like, Hey, they want you to go over and, do something with this kid on the court. It's like, okay. So I, I'm like, well, who's the kid and what do they want me to do? And at the same time, I'm talking to the crowd, you know, I'm surrounded by a couple thousand people. I'm in the middle of a stadium, a, yeah. ten, a tennis stadium. And she's like, he's over there. This guy wants you to do a relay race with this kid. I said, no, that's not no, happening. That's ridiculous. So I went back to doing what I'm doing. She's like, no, he really wants you to do it. I'm like, well, I really don't want to do it. Uh, no, you know? And then, so I go back and she goes, no, he's getting angry now. I said, I don't care. It's stupid. If you want me to do something with the kid, let me think of something to do with the kid. I'm making my way over as I was making my way around the crowd. I hear 
this little motherfucker run across the court screaming at me. Jason, you let and he pulled he looked like you know those images of NFL football coaches running at the referee after they make the bad call and they pull down their headset. You know, yeah, and they're angry they and rip the, it off. Yeah, and the picture is always like head forward, feet behind. Mm-hmm. That's how he was running. This little Italian fellow is like, you know, and running at me. And in my head, I'm envisioning, envisioning, you know, like that scene in High Fidelity where John Cusack and Tim Robbins, you know, have the meeting in the CD store. And he has like three or four different scenarios. Like the first one, he, you know, he punches him or hits him with the phone and knocks his teeth out. And then he takes the air conditioner and then, you know, he ends up not doing anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm picturing him just like, God, what would it be like if I just punched this dude straight in the face and he just fall? Like, I'd go viral. Everybody, yeah. this would be awesome. Totally. You know, but I remember who I work for for this tournament and I value their friendship and I respect who they are and I, I appreciate the opportunities that they've given me. So you can't do and plus I'm 46 years old. You can't do <laughs> shit like that. If I was 26, maybe, but 46 year olds don't do stuff like that. You're not supposed to at least. Uh, but he's really pissed me off. I mean, this is all fun and games now, but I was I haven't been that mad in a very long time. And when I say that mad, I'm talking 20 year old Roid Rage mad. Like I I lost it. I I I just saw red. And I don't even re- almost remember what happens next, even though I do. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, I was so angry. I just see red. And it was because he did it in public, in front of a crowd, my crowd, my town, and my listeners. It was like a combination of those things. Yeah. And he pissed me off throughout the week anyway. Uh, I don't like the power tripper. I don't like the guy that pushes his weight around. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. Um, you know, if you're good at something, you don't have to tell people you're good at it, you know? And if you're a good leader, you don't have to tell people what to do. You know, it's leading by example, you know, that kind of stuff. I just, I buy into that. So, uh, I finally, he's yelling at me and I said, D- you know, we have some words out on the court. I'm like, motherfucker, you need to chill like the fuck out. Like you're really pissing me off. I'm your fucking boss. You fucking listen to me. And he's screaming like people are seeing this shit. And I'm trying to do it like, you know, like with a smile, like motherfucker, you need to just chill out. I'm going to whip your ass. You know, that kind of thing. So people don't see that there's a, a ruckus going on, but there was just no avoiding it. So I was like, all right, I need to go over and do something with this kid. I said, I'll be over in a second. He goes, you're over now. You come over now. You're like talking to me like a dog. Uh, and, and I was like, I'll make my, so I made my way over. I was like, let me diffuse this the best I can. And I'm trying to think, and the kid was there with his dad. So I'm like, oh, I could do something with him and his dad. Let me think of something quickly. I'm pretty good like that. And this dude just starts, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to do re, uh, suicides on the tennis court because that little crowd, every crowd loves a good suicide. And, uh, and, and I'm like, talk about suicide. We're committing suicide right now. We're committing entertainment suicide right now, you dumb asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and thank God his niece then now gets the cue from TV that the players are ready. Thank God. So saves the day. Tell uh, Tennis Channel saves the day. So I go off to the side where I do my announcements, you know, my little home base. And as I walk over there, he's running after me, still wanting me to do this stupid fucking relay race with this kid. Jeez. You know, and I'm like, oh my God, what is it with this relay race? What are you talking like? Like, do you have a thing with, like, are you horny for relay races? 
what's wrong with you? And so, uh, so the, his, his niece, my, now I've got like all these cooks in the kitchen. Everybody's, you know, pointing fingers at me and stuff. Yeah. So, but I'm supposed to take my cues from her. So she gives me the cue to go for the intro and introduce the first player, you know? So I start off Mr. Announcer voice guy. And then she goes, no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. I'm like, oh shit. Like that's the worst thing. And it was the only fuck up all week, by the way. That's the worst thing you can do is like have all this energy and you put it into this introduction for this player. In this case, is this up and coming kid who I know they appreciate, you know, when you really put them over and then you got to retract it and then you got to do it again. It just sucks for everybody. Crowd player, me, TV production people. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, I told you, listen to me, not her. I'm like, you told me to listen to her. So that's when I lost it. I grabbed, I mean, it just escalated from there. There's a couple other things that were said. I don't remember. I just know that I was pissed. I had this microphone with a mic flag in the, the shape of a triangle on it for the company I'm working for. And I throw it at him. I'm like, you do it, motherfucker. And I walk <laughs> off. Boom. Mic drop. Yeah. Toss. It, it was. And I got to tell you, one side of me, I've always wanted to do that. I don't think I've ever done that before. I've always wanted to quit on the air. I've always wanted to quit dramatically. Right. But have a reason not just be a douche lazy motherfucker and do it like have a reason like you know where somebody says i don't blame you you know that kind of thing and this was one of those cases i was you know as look back in retrospect of course nobody's right doing what i did because you're looking back but in that situation every one of you some bitches would have done the same thing if you would have been across from this douche (laughs) And so I walk, I text the, you know, my boss for the tournament. I say, I apologize, but I can't work. This guy is too much. You don't do that, especially not to me. Yes, I pulled the I'm not the guy line. And I go up, I pack my shit. I'm furious. They're trying to talk me out of it because they got nobody to do my job. I hear this douche nut get on the microphone and try to be me, which was hilarious because he totally butchered it. You know, so now everybody's in a panic. Where's Jason going? Uh, and so I'm walking out to my car. They stop me. The, the next in, in power, great guy, by the way, he stops me. They have not been happy with this guy all week. He's just putting, you know, he's ruffling feathers. He's trying to, he's, he's trying to, he's like, who, this is who I am. I'm changing the game. And you know, like, if you want to add to something, that's one thing, but you don't change what already works. Yeah. Don't mix it up. Right, yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Like if it were broke, then you come in, you bring somebody in, a headhunter come in to fix it, a consultant to fix it. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. But people are put in those positions where they have the power to fix things or change things that don't need to be changed or fixed in order to put their stamp on something. You know, all this guy wanted to do probably is go back to New York saying, I'm the dude that did the relay race at the tennis tournaments. <laughs> I invented the relay race at the tennis tournament. Yeah, that's me. Anytime you see a relay race at an event, that's my doing. <laughs> Just so you know. Just so you know. If there's a relay race that's taking place in front of people, especially on a tennis court, yeah, I got the rights to that. That's my idea. <laughs> that's all he wanted to do. Uh, so, so, you know, I walk off, they talk me out. They say, we can't, you know, you got to stay. You got to stay. I said, just get them out of my face. You know, I don't want them having a headset. I don't, I mean, I, it's not even the pandemic six foot rule, dude. I want the restraining order 50 mile radius. Yeah. And so they're like, not a problem. So they banished him to the warehouse. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing in the warehouse. He was banished to the warehouse. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and the funny thing is this dude, the next day had the balls 
You know, because like that night he was trying to get people on his side. Oh, that's the other part of the story. He's trying to get people on his side. And uh, and he was he was lying. And they had this big meeting with like the big dog of this company, which I was not invited on the call. And the dude's making shit up. He's telling like the biggest, like everybody's going, what are you talking about? Like none of that happened. So he looked really stupid. So I hope the guy gets fired. I really, really do. Because uh, he was a total. But he had the balls to call up the production manager and say, is it okay for his uh, nieces to come back to work? Wow. And all they did was sit there on TikTok, you know, so I had to recruit my my daughter's boyfriend who uh, knocked it out of the park and he did a great job. Got on my good graces. But anyway, Mary, we'll finish this up. Went a little long this week. A lot of people wanted it. Uh, what we learned is I quit. I came back. Uh, Nate needs money. Moving to Mexico. No longer have a job. We're going to start asking you to not pay for the podcast, right? But just donate. Yeah, donations. Yeah, I don't know about the pain thing. No. Um, yeah, but the, I, don't, I think we can get people to, to help you out, to donate. That'd be cool. Uh, JasonBailey.com, of course. Thank you, thank you, thank you for downloading, subscribing. Please continue to share and please continue to give us the reviews. If you are a business, any type of business, and you want to uh, advertise with Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast, reach out to either me or Nate on social media. Um, you know, at Mr. Jason Bailey on just about everything, and did you do Nate on just about everything or Nate Hansen? And so, uh, you know, it's pretty cheap to be on here, you know, yeah. but uh, we are taking advertisers, as you heard with Top Hat Tint and also Dr. David Markwell. All right, uh, good episode, good show. Thanks for listening. Until next week, and bye. People have said it for years Bailey, you have a black cloud hanging over you all the time now. There's a podcast to hear those dumbass stories of misery and triumph. Welcome to Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. 